At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. On a Wednesday night from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. Let's look at that the old calendar, Sean. August 17th. We've got preseason games coming up on the schedule tomorrow. Week two of the preseason. Only one game tomorrow. Chicago at Seattle. And then we have week zero just, uh, just around the corner. Working our way there a week from Saturday. And uh, before we know it. Week one of the NFL season will be here, Sean. Feeling good today. Yeah, we got some football tomorrow. Got some football tomorrow. Excited Chicago and that. Seattle. Yeah, Bears we'll going to Seattle. See if another over hits in the preseason. I'm assuming because Drew Locke is out. Um, Geno. Geno Smith probably played the whole action. first half. He's I trying like to win, the over in that game. Trying to win that job. Uh, the overs have gone, what, 14-3 and three so yeah. far? They started 8-0, and oh, and uh, they've gone 14-3 and three to the over. Total looking at 40, pretty much across the board. Um, hit as high as 43 here at Circa and uh, has since bounced down when as low as 39 and now back up to 40. So I'm excited about that game. Chicago, Chicago has a really good young receiver named Darnell Mooney. Went USF to, guy, right? Yeah, no. No? Tulane, oh. the greatest oh. college football program in America. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were, yeah, you got your USF shirt on over there. Well, I've worn a lot of hats in my life, you know? <laughs> I've, I, I'm I, I, I don't begrudge you. I, I pull for USF as well. I just wear whoever gives me gear. I wear it. They're I making mean, me nervous. I, I, I'm not ready to backtrack on my USF over BYU, oh, but I might need oh. to hedge on our cigar bet. <laughs> Why would I do anything to hedge? Yeah, I got money line. What am I gonna take? Yeah, Jeff Scott and staff trying to screw this up. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. My guy Timmy McLean is transferring, and some internal issues they're dealing with right now. So. Just what I need heading into a game against BYU in a couple weeks. But adversity builds strength. Failure creates character. Well, I do agree. Last night we talked it out. Uh, I agreed with, uh, with 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 our breakdown of Central Florida. I did a little more digging on it. I'm nice. excited about the uh, the Golden Knights. Nice, nice. I, I looked at that ro- that lineup, uh, that schedule. So we'll get to that. We got some college football angles. We got to hit another interesting team. Uh, and it's another team that is – no, this one is in the top 10. Uh, but the first two weren't even top 25 teams. We will talk to our good friend Jimmy Ott. Okay. Um, did you see the folks over at the Westgate put out a prop today of 
yes, no, will Ohio State and Alabama meet in the national championship game? The yes was plus 375. The no was minus 450. They'd have to be one and two, though, right? Or one and three. I mean, to guarantee they didn't play each other. Right. One and three won't play. So one they, and three. They just have to be top three. Yeah. It's a, it, it's that a, could get tricky. It definitely could get tricky. Yeah, you I, could be right and still not cash a ticket. We all think, I think right now, but look, entering, NF, entering college football seasons, you know this, I know this, our viewers know this. We can all think the top two teams are X and Y, and then Z shows up out of nowhere. Um, now, I don't think there's that many Zs out there, but there could be a couple teams that yeah. find their way into And I was thinking more because it's not a definitive, like, American Conference and National Conference. You know, so it could get tricky where they end up playing in the semifinals instead yep. of the finals. Like, so Could very well happen. Yeah. There's no doubt. So uh, that's why those odds, I think a lot of people, and I, think I saw our good friend Femi Abebefe tweet about it, and I think he bet it, uh, that bet the yes – it, it looks like it's an intriguing play. I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't yell at you if you played it. It's plus money on the two best teams in the country. That's something, though. It's, but yes, it's a doable. Oh, it's definitely yeah, doable. It's doable. I do think those are the two best teams entering the year. Mm-hmm. But things things can happen. Injuries. We're seeing injuries pop up. Uh, there's some rumors floating out there about uh, the team that I cheer for, that uh, they could be down an offensive lineman. Uh, that was uh, floating around the uh, interwebs today. So. I didn't like the hype on Notre Dame. I, I really, because Marcus is a friend of mine, I'd rather they be right now projected to be a middle top 25 team as opposed to a top five team. Yeah. I feel like their expectations are unrealistic. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't think they're the fifth best team in the country, but you know, as we talked about when the coaches poll came out, the question I have is, okay, Notre Dame's not the fifth best team in the country. I probably agree with that, but who is? Who deserves that spot? Is it Clemson had a down year last year, but they're ranked higher than them right now. Uh, Texas A&M, what did they do last year? You look at the team like Oklahoma State, Could they beat Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. They were ranked higher. I guess you could put them there. They lost Jim Knowles. There's some questions about the Pokes. There's a, I, you know what? I think this college football season is going to be one of the more enjoyable seasons. And you know, for folks who don't love college football, you and I love college football. And I love watching it every Saturday. I think Alabama and Ohio State, and to an extent Georgia, you're not totally sold on that, are have separated themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think the next 30, 35 teams are fascinating. We talked, you'd like Tennessee. I don't disagree with that. I think Tennessee's very good. I like good. Kentucky. Uh, oh, I like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like Brad Kentucky, like Kansas Tennessee. State, and Miami. And all of those teams very well could end up top 10 teams this year. I, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Pac-12 was ever going to really make some noise, this would be the year for a Utah to go undefeated or for Lincoln to have that defense just lose slow enough that the offense can overwhelm people. Like, this is the year if a Pac-12 team goes 12-1 and one or something, I think they could get into the uh, college football playoff. Wouldn't, wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I mean, we had it, what was it, two or three years ago, Utah went into the Pac-12 championship against Oregon, and if they had won that game, they would have been in the playoff, I think with one loss, but they got beaten by Oregon. That's what Pac-12 teams tend to do, is they I'm surprised can't get out of their own way. You hadn't jumped on Utah at 50-1 to to win the college. They can't win the college football playoff. Well, if they, can, if they can get there. Yeah. I mean, they showed in the first half against Ohio State last year. They, I mean, it was pretty lopsided. Before Jackson Smith and, and Jigba, you know, went in God mode. I mean, Utah was dominating that game. They were? Yeah. 
And then it kind of fell apart. They gave up a couple, you know, unnecessary touchdowns. And, and you look, and, and Ohio State's right there. So 50-1 to 1 to me is a good price because they're playing in a watered-down Pac-12. You feel like their schedule sets up right. They get the toughest games there at home. Except Florida. Florida will right? be tricky. That'll be tricky. Yeah. But, you know, it's probably the only game on the schedule. I think Florida actually has a really good chance to beat them. But at 50-1, to 1, if they can go to Gainesville and get the win – I mean, the rest of the schedule sets up for them to have a, a, a miraculous year. And they're coming off of a Rose Bowl berth, so they are on the national consciousness. It's not like they're coming. Like, going into last season, I don't think anything Utah did would have been enough because no one was talking about Utah. This year, they're preseason top 10, so they're right there. You know, they, they play enough named opponents that it, yeah. it's, it's doable. I think Oregon on the road is not going to be an easy feat. But it's not Justin Herbert, Oregon, or, or – or, you know, last year's Oregon with Kayvon Thibodeau, you know, and crew. So even though they have to go to, but even to your Oregon, point, it's not as good of an Oregon team as it has been. I'll say this, though. Even to your point, right, that schedule, I think it is a situation where they could potentially overcome a regular season loss. Let's say they lost to USC, hypothetically, beat Oregon, mm-hmm. got to the Pac-12 championship, avenged their loss, and beat USC. I think because of the way I anticipate this college football season playing out, I think they would be in a in a pretty good situation. And at DraftKings right now, you can get them at plus four twenty five, and they get a good the comp game playoff. because Georgia plays Oregon. Yep. So if their margin of victory and on they- the road at Oregon is more than Georgia over Oregon on a neutral site, that'll play into it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, you look at this graphic that we have up right now, Sean. It's you know Ohio State and Alabama are. You know, odds on to make the playoff. Georgia's a pick 'em, minus fit 115 both ways. And then it, that's where it gets interesting. I, I think, I'll be honest, I think it's absolutely crazy that USC has the fifth shortest odds to make the playoff. I, I totally understand that you bring in Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison and Travis Dye and so many of these other pieces. But as much as this is about hardcore evaluation, isn't some of this about public interest as well? But you can't get in with two losses if you're. But I'm saying the book would love for all of these. Oh yeah. Props to have the equal amount of money on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, team people are going to bet USC. Oh USC, Lincoln Riley now, Kayla Williams are going to play them. Yeah, I'm sure if we, you know, had if we had Johnny Avello on or you know any other book that 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 brings on these props, people are betting USC because they're infatuated by USC. They're overvalued. But people are still betting them. And my thing is, they may be good enough on offense. They could be to overwhelm the Pac-12. They could be. It's not like the Pac-12's got Washington with its best team and Oregon with its best team. Like people are talking about Oregon State, you know, maybe being the second best team in the Pac-12. So I mean, it's one of those years where there's a lot of uncertainty at a lot of the programs that are capable of being really good in that conference. So, I mean, you're talking Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, Jordan Adelson. I mean, they're gonna be good. On offense and college football has kind of mimicked professional football in that it's a offensive skill player driven league. The only way to negate that is to have NFL caliber defensive front on the other side. And I don't know that anyone in that conference has that. Utah's always going to be solid and above average on defense, but they're not going to out athlete USC. I think the biggest thing that I that is my drawback on USC, I expect them to win some games. They are a slight underdog in their finale against Notre Dame. That probably, if I had to guess, will flip, and I bet you USC will be the favorite come the end of the season, just my hunch. But I don't think 
right now, I think ultimately USC will get there, Sean. I believe in Lincoln Riley. I believe in his recruiting prowess. But I just don't know, you know, hearing Bruce Feldman talk about when he was on campus in November last year before the UCLA game, and he said he has never seen USC's lines, both offensive and defensive, be that weak. That makes me worried if you're going to be back in the USC Trojans to uh, to go deep. By the way, when October 8th hits and UCLA plays Utah, UCLA could be sitting there at 5-0 and too. Yep. Fascinating. Can't wait for this all to get going. And guys that were in college last year, a lot of people have no idea who's going to be bringing home some hardware. A lot of movement. It's a nightcap here on Visa. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back in. This segment of the Nightcap is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whenever you feel like you're ready to make that first step toward change, Zinn will be there for you. Check out Zyn Nicotine Pouches at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Got our good friend Jimmy Ott. I'll talk some SEC with him. How, how, uh, how high are the folks in Baton Rouge? Uh, I doubt very high. <laughs> uh, They're probably just hoping not to have an embarrassing season. I don't think they will. Anything two, three games above 500, they'd be ecstatic. Well, betters would be happy. That would hit the over. Yeah. So we'll talk to Jimmy. What's the feel uh, down there? Kayshawn Booty going to light it up. Saw all the. He's L- really good. If he's, he's all the way healthy from, from an injury last year, I mean, he's really talented. Is there a quarterback good enough to throw him the ball? That part. Is there an offensive line good enough to block for the quarterback that wins the job? A lot of questions down in Baton Rouge. A lot of questions. Uh, but we will uh, hopefully get some answers from Jimmy Ott. We'll talk some SEC and, uh, I don't know, I'm sure we'll ask Jimmy, like, one question. We'll get, you know, that's it. Uh, by the way, Sean. There's a major sweat. You are on the New York Metropolitans. Yep. It was 6-1 to one at the beginning of the uh, bottom of the seventh, and now it's 6-5. 
Some kind of way the Rays have five runs on four hits. <laughs> I mean, the Braves, Braves. Yeah. Braves have five runs on four hits some kind of way. Uh, I did just get a good uh, result, though. They got a little Acuna throw out. tried to steal second. It was thrown out for the third out. I need the Amazons maybe to give me a couple more uh, runs in this inning. But their uh, fourth overall pick in the 2019 draft, third baseman, Blatty. Beatty. First at Beatty. First at bat tonight. Two-run homer. That was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, man. Uh, his, family going, uh, his family going nuts. My favorite part was his, <laughs> was his sister <laughs> standing up. And she yells, "Are you bleeping kidding me?" Huh. <laughs> so that was a no. That you was gotta a, put your family in the box. I know you're still just on the road on a prorated. What box? At the stadium. Can't your family in the stands? People don't. People don't get the box treatment if it's your first major league hey, game. Hey man, listen, man. Road where man, did your where road did you, games family? Where did your family sit? They didn't go to road games in the NFL. Your first NFL start, they weren't there. It was at home, Monday Night Football. Well, where were they? In the box? Yeah. Well, I guess home games are a little easier. Yeah, you just go to Derek Brooks or Mike Allstott or somebody. Hey, I need a couple tickets for my mom and dad. <laughs> really not that hard. I guess so. I yeah. guess he could have went to uh, Max Scherzer and, uh, and asked for that. He'd have got it. Um, but the Mets are leading right now 6-5. to five. An important game. Mets trying to claw back in. Uh, the, the Very important game. Important for you, too. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mirrored my guy, Scott Seidenberg, tonight. He had four plays that he liked. He liked Cubs, Padres, Blue Jays, and Mets. And so we're 3-0. and A 6-1 lead in a Mets game with Scherzer on the mound in the bottom of the seventh. They pull Scherzer, and what could go wrong? Now it's 6-5. to five. Uh, We're going to the top of the eighth. <laughs> I just – I can't wait. I, I, I hope that I've – look, I want you and Scott to win every bet. Me too. Um, Trust me, And, and me Scott too. has been crushing it. But what he does is he puts his favorite play on his Twitter, mm-hmm. and then he puts all the other pay, plays. No, he puts his favorite play on the uh, app, too. No, no, no. What I'm saying okay. is he put his favorite play on, twi- uh, on Twitter, but then he includes that play and a couple others on our Best Bets page, wow. which goes out to all our subscribers. And he's been killing it, but his Twitter play has been losing. <laughs> so people are giving him crap on Twitter. Yeah, he's uh, three and today. Ruthless, so. ruthless. Out waiting there. on the Mets. Come we do on. have the lead. That's better than being down. Need six outs. I got no dog in the fight. So go Mets. Let's bring it on home. Let's bring it home for Sean and Scott. I want you guys to be happy. <laughs> I know. Um, we've talked about this market quite a bit, and I think we're going to talk about it all year long because it is really, really interesting. And it's the offensive rookie of the year market. And I saw this tweet earlier today. From John Ewing over at BetMGM. George Pickens, when he was drafted, had a Georgia's second round pick to the Steelers, opened as a 50 to 1 long shot to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. June 1st, 50 to 1. July 1st, 50 to 1. August 1st, 50 to 1. Last week, and there's starting to be a little buzz uh, out there, down to 30 to 1. I took a little nibble, should have taken a bigger one. Plays the game. Scores a touchdown. Looks pretty darn good. 18 to 1 on Monday. 10 to 1 on Tuesday. He at BetMGM, Sean, George Pickens, as of today, is now the betting favorite to win offensive rookie of the year at plus 850, based off of a lot of positive things coming out of tra- uh, training camp. Also based off of a nice touchdown catch. And I think, lastly, nobody has a bleeping clue 
he's going to be productive this year as a rookie. So I think George Pickens is really talented. I think he has the talent to win rookie of the year. And if I had him at 50 to 1 or 30 to 1, yeah. I feel good. The issue once he starts getting lower, what do you say? He's at 850. 850. He's now the betting favorite at bet. 11, well, 11, well, Aaron said 11 to 1 at DraftKings. Draft so yeah. if you guys have access to DraftKings, then, then definitely shop around and get the best number. The problem is Deontay Johnson's going to catch 100 balls. Najee Harris caught 74 balls last year. And you still got the tight end Chase and Chase Claypool. Yep. You know, so I just, like, I think he's going to make some big plays. I don't know if he's going to get the amount of targets week in and week out to really put up, like, rookie of the year numbers. So, a guy that we both mentioned at different times, I think you mentioned him earlier this week. I just, in passing, we had, I think we had a Seattle reporter on, and I, I mentioned it to him about Kenneth Walker. Hey, what, what do we expect from Kenneth Walker? We get the news today uh, that he has undergone a procedure, uh, but the team says that it's not a sports hernia. Uh, there was a report out there earlier today uh, that he underwent a procedure to repair a sports hernia. Uh, they said it's not a sports hernia. But the plan is for him to be out there week one, meaning playing week one. So let me ask you this, Sean. He had a procedure. Kenneth Walker did. Mm -hmm. Is this the buy point now on Kenneth Walker? Maybe you wait a little bit. He's not going to play in the preseason now. Do you think, because from the sounds of it, he's going to be back on the field for week one for Seattle. But because it's reactionary and we get news that a procedure happened, do you find a time to look at a guy like Kenneth Walker, because I think, and you think, at some point he's taking that job. He's going to be the main ball carrier in Seattle. Well, to bring clarity, I was the one that brought up Kenneth Walker because I was going over things that I've noticed in the preseason, You know, whether it be looking at practice tape, whether it be watching some of the games that kind of jumped out to me, and it was Kenneth Walker. Uh, I saw a couple clips from practice. He looked explosive. He's changed the direction. You know, he looked like he belonged. I probably wouldn't touch him at that number now. I mean, because if it's not a sports hernia, then what is it? A pull growing? Like, all of those injuries, you know, can be very, very debilitating, especially to a running back who lives and dies on his ability to start, stop, you know, accelerate, decelerate, change direction. So I probably wouldn't touch it. You know, I'm not really in love with Seattle offensively. You know, plus it's going to get extremely cold there at some point. Does, you know, that have an impact on him, you know, if he's not fully healthy? So. I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't I, I think there's some better value on, on that board. All right, let's. Uh, and, and this is a market. Um, actually, I, we, we should get. Uh, I was talking to Drew Dinsick, who's a frequent guest on on Gill's programs. Um, uh, he was in town the other day, signing up for all the contests, and he kind of thinks because of the volatility of this market and the and the likelihood of how it's just going to move is just kind of wait back and just see how. Things are moving, and, and then you can kind of pick your spots and get a bunch of different people. And then maybe by the mid or late part of the season, Sean, you're sitting with a, a handful of 18 to 20 to ones or yeah. 15 to ones. So it might not be a market, honestly, right now. You know, I talked about it yesterday, and it was a complete, you know, throw of the dart, right, at, at uh, Brian Robinson Jr. at 125 to one. I wouldn't have bet at anything. I wouldn't have bet 80 to one. Right. You know, it was just, hey, at 125 to one. Talented guy. Gibson's got fumble issues. Seems to be in the doghouse. And everybody's dealing with something. I mean, the graphic that I'm looking at right now, I mean, Garrett Wilson, uh, the quarterback, Zach Wilson just got hurt. Drake yep. London, he had to leave the game against the Lions. He got injured. 
Kenneth Walker, we just talked about, you know, sports hernia growing. Christian Watson's missed most of training camp with a hamstring. Like, Jamison Williams probably won't be available to midseason. Like, all of these guys seem to be either dealing with something themselves or dealing with something that's directly attached to their production and productivity. So, I'm with you. You know, maybe get a couple guys that you know have the talent and kind of see how it shakes out. Last thought, Brees Hall. We have not talked about him at all. He's been the betting favorite the majority of the time. We don't necessarily want to bet the betting favorite. Yeah, he's on a timeshare because they just drafted Michael Carter high. They drafted, so they drafted him higher. Yeah, they did. Second round pick. Yeah. He's going to be the guy. Maybe. But plus 850. Maybe you wait. Maybe no Makai Beckton Maybe he has a slow start. We will see. Well, will LSU get off to a slow start? <laughs> they get Florida State out of the shoot. Our good friend Jimmy Ott from Baton Rouge joins us next. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight. For your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon. Now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. It's always fun when we can bring on our next guest. Yes, it is. We never have enough time with uh, our next uh, guest who joins us right now, Jimmy Ott down in Baton Rouge, host on ESPN Baton Rouge, uh, weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Central. Lives and dies with his Bayou Bengals, and it's going to be a fascinating year, Jimmy. We talked about them earlier this week uh, as, in my opinion, one of the 10 most fascinating teams in the college football season because we don't know what to expect with Brian Kelly taking over that program and then the news coming out that Miles Brennan uh, has retired from football. So, I do want to jump into some SEC things at some point, but we'll start with uh, the Bayou Bengals. Who's going to be the quarterback against Florida State? And, you know, what is your overall outlook on this team heading into 2022? Open access. Uh, glad to be with you guys, for sure. Um, open access to the uh, scrimmage this morning at Tiger Stadium. And, um, look, the, uh, the, the the strongest unit on the team is defensive line. They're legit. Um Typical, um, like, big-time uh, SEC defensive line. Very, very good. Weakest unit, offensive line. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to, you know, get a whole lot of scrimmage work when you, when you have that. Miles um, Brennan uh, departed because he was falling way behind. Um, one of the, you know, and I'm watching Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. You know this, Tim. Uh, <clears throat> he likes to move his quarterbacks around. Yep. You know, his mobile quarterbacks who aren't the most accurate. He likes to move him around a little bit. Um, and uh, Miles Brennan's not that guy. Jaden Daniels and uh, and uh, and uh, Nussmeyer. Um, like Nussmeyer, they they had you know solid days today. Um, but Daniels is a clear leader, clear leader. And um, you know, I mean, they had Miles Brennan. He recruited Miles Brennan. Uh, he was about to go to Southern Miss, which is about two hours from his home. And um, Kelly told him, he said, I'm not playing a, a true freshman in my first year here. 
you know, and Walker Howard. And so, um, he, uh, say he, he recruited him back and it kind of feel bad for burning a little bit, but he's going to be fine. And, uh, but he just fell behind. And, uh, I would say Jaden Daniels is hmm, minus three fifty to be okay. the starter at, uh, in the, the Florida state game. I think Nussmeyer's a little tougher than him, but Daniels has a little bit more ability. Uh, people are not crazy about his accuracy, but he does put enough air under his long ball. And, um, but, uh, he, he's not a willing runner, but when he wants to, when he does run, man, he, he can, he can roll, you know, straightaway speed, not a whole lot of shake, but, uh, he's, uh, he's probably going to be the starter. It looks okay today. Um, but again, it's, it's hard to get a whole lot done when the defensive line is so superior to the offensive line. And so, but, but Ryan Kelly, a lot of people are impressed. He's just, he's a good coach, man. You don't win 40 something games in a row when you're the favorite, if you're not, if you don't know what you're doing. And so he's buttoned up, the recruiting has gotten better and, um, uh, six and a half has crept uh, to seven as LSU's getting a little action uh, in the marketplace. You know, it's interesting, Jimmy, because I don't think the quarterback position is better this year than it was last. I think Max Johnson, if he would have stayed, would have won this competition, been the clear-cut guy. Having said that, there is a lot of enthusiasm around the country with Bootie and that wide receiver group. How How is Bootie looking coming off an injury? And overall, give us some names of some guys that you think are going to emerge from you know that cast of uh, talent. Yeah, Butte is is legit, man. I mean, he's the next in the. I guess we're going from DBU to wide receiver. You <laughs> to Jamar Chase, and um, no, he's 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 a special talent. Um, and and they have other players at that position. I think the transition, as far as you know, the previous coaching staff to Brian Kelly is part of those roles and those moves with your quarterback to make easy throws for guys that aren't the most accurate where they can, neither of these guys, Nussmeyer or, uh, or Daniels or guys that you just drop back and we go, you know, they go, you know, scan the field and the, the offensive line doesn't, uh, you know, contribute to that as well. It's a lot of tight ends. The tight ends are getting a lot of attention right now up to four different tight ends that they're playing and they're going to play a lot. So they're trying to see what they have at that position, but you're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of multiple tight end uh, sets for LSU this season. Talk once again to Jimmy Ott at Jimmy Ott 104.5 on Twitter. Jimmy, let's let's keep this one brief. Over under here at at circa six and a half. You can find sevens if you like the under, but if you like the over, you could play the six and a half here minus one forty. What is your prediction right now on LSU? Well, if if he goes seven and five, um, people aren't going to be happy, and that's a win. <laughs> so, I mean, so um, I mean, I hate to be the homer, but I'll take that. I think they're much closer to eight wins than they are to six. And if seven's a win, you know, I'll take that. Um, Florida State did sell out their allotment. They had thirty thousand uh, tickets. They sold them all. So we're looking at about a. Sean, you played in that uh, building a whole lot, about 45 to 30 uh, LSU fans against uh, Florida State. But, man, if <laughs> if Mike Norvell outcoaches uh, – <laughs> <out-coach, laughs> I, I hate I hate the tune-up game because even Saban reminded us over and over, 
You get best from your first to your second game. If Florida State has a tune-up game in week zero. Yep, Duquesne. And, and, and that, that, you know, last year, same thing. UCLA played Hawaii before they played LSU. Uh, back in 2002, it was, uh, it was Virginia Tech, and Frank Beamer found the, the Hispanic College Football con, uh, Fund Classic to get one in before they played LSU in Blacksburg, and they beat them. So LSU has a, a little bit of a bad history of teams sneaking in that, uh, that, that dress rehearsal before they play them. But it'll be more comfortable at the Superdome against Florida State, and uh, that's the swing game. Right out the shoot. I'm sorry, no pressure, BK. But look, man, uh, you, know, you got to win that game right out the shoot. And the irony in this, uh, Brian Kelly played Mike Novell last, last year, year, and uh, Notre Dame overtime. was lucky lucky to get away with a victory down there at Dope Campbell. Uh, moving around the SEC just a little bit. Tell me what you think about this theory that I have, Jimmy. Georgia Kirby's done a tremendous job building that program. However, it's the first time that they've put this amount of talent into the National Football League and had significant staff turnover. I am of the belief that if Georgia's ever going to slip, it's going to be this year. What's your opinion? Absolutely. Not just that, but the national championship hangover is real. And I I even saw it with Nick Saban in 2004. They were very ordinary after they won it in 2003. And uh, who better than him? And then you get hit with historic hits in the draft. The problem is, Sean, who on this schedule really matches up with them physically? I mean, nobody. I mean, they, they play they play Oregon, okay. I mean, uh, the East, no. Napier's in his first year. I mean, okay, Kentucky and Tennessee are, are nice stories, but they can't compete with, uh, with, with Georgia. And out of the West, uh, Auburn is about – this is the, uh, the lowest win total that I can remember ever – for Auburn. And so, and then you play at Mississippi state. Okay. we got to beat the cowbells. I, I hear you. I don't think they're going to be as good. The schedule is just, it just does. It, 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 there's nobody on this schedule that really uh, challenges Georgia. So you look around the conference and like you said, if Georgia's ever going to slip, I think it's this year, Alabama's unquestioned. This might be Nick's best defense in the last decade. They've got the returning Heisman winner at quarterback. They're going to be outstanding. But who are we overlooking? I mean, some big-name head coaches in this conference. Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss. Mike Leach is at Mississippi State. I mean, you can go on and on. Who's the team you think is going to surprise the most? You just said it, man. I, I, I like Ole Miss. Mm. And um, I like Lane Kiffin. I like the schedule. I don't like the backload. It's, 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 it's a very uneven schedule. I'll, I'll be shocked if they don't come into LSU on October 22nd at 7-0. I will be shocked. And so, and listen, I, the whole thing about Mackerel, I saw Mackerel before Lane Kiffin got there. I saw him. Okay. I stood next to him at SEC media days. Not the biggest guy in the world. Okay. Neither are you, Sean, but you're really good. But anyway, <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they, they, uh, Jackson Dart has as much ability. I, I want to see if he's going to run him as much as Corral, but that's going to be fun. He knows how to work the transfer portal. He's not a high resource, high expectation program, which kind of fits. You haven't heard a whole lot of the off the field nonsense going on with uh, Kiffin uh, in Oxford. I love Ole Miss in, in the way they're scheduled. They come here in the there LSU seven and zero, and they're going to be really good. Jimmy Ott, good stuff, Jimmy. The best. It's the
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Nightcap here on VSIN. Always great to talk to our good friend Jimmy Ott down in Baton Rouge. You been to a game at Death Valley? Did you? When? Yeah, when they had Kevin Falk and Cecil Collins, and I think Herb Tyler was the quarterback. It was a good atmosphere? Great. It was yeah. tremendous. Yeah. Was that 1996? Yeah, something like that. And then they took us off the schedule when we got really good because we just smashed them. You only lost by 18. Yeah, it, was close, it was closer than that, too. 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. Yeah, I would say it was a closer game than that. Nice. The battle for the rag? Yeah. I wish, I, I don't know, just, as fate would have it, of course, my junior and senior year, when we were really good, mm-hmm. they weren't on the schedule. But they were on the schedule my freshman and sophomore year. We were 2-9, and 2-9. It's ridiculous. You know the last time Tulane beat LSU? Mm-hmm. 1982. Yeah. It would have been 99. We'd have played them. 98. 98, yeah. Because they weren't very good that year either. No, they weren't. They were, uh, I think they were under 500. Yeah. If I remember, maybe like six and six, something like that. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, to all my Bayou faithful, I think it's going to be a long season. Yeah? Yeah. Offensive line is bad. Offensive Quarterbacks line is are bad. average. Hey. Running backs are nothing to write home about. He didn't mention anybody in the secondary of note. Just lost their best corner to, uh, to Alabama. Yeah. Could be a long year. I think. I, I agree with Jimmy. I think it all hinges on opening night. I mean, the it matters slightly. I don't know that it all hinges. Well, I'm saying win total wise, because if you bet the over six and a half, if they lose that Florida State game, they're gonna you know finish non-conference three and one. They got a whole lot of toss-up games in conference now. I know. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. So then it then it gets interesting. So yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, go to Auburn. I think Auburn could potentially fall apart. So I think that's a toss up game. They get Tennessee at home. That'll be a fun atmosphere. Um yeah, it'll be really interesting. Be fun Ole to Miss, watch. Ole Miss at be home. Fun to watch. Against against Bama, close against Texas. I think for the first time in a long time, this year in the SEC is gonna come down to coaching. Because everybody kind of has question marks. Nobody has like that veteran team that everybody's returning outside of Alabama. Everybody else has question marks. 
Mississippi State's interesting. They bring back a ton. Um, yeah. But it's, Leach just hasn't been able to find consistency. I know. Since he got there. The things they used to be really good at, like, it's funny because when Mullen was there, I mean, they were great on defense. Like, they were putting guys in the NFL first round, I mean, on that off that defense every year. They have their quarterback, Rodgers, back. I think it's his third year starting. Yeah. So that's always big in the Leach system. Uh, I think Mississippi State could be an, an intriguing team. Another team, as we continue to – Look at the uh, the top 10 most interesting teams heading into the year. doesn't matter where they're ranked. This team is particularly ranked high, but we've done uh, – who do we do to lead off the week? We talked about Texas. Mm-hmm. We talked about LSU yesterday. And now I think Clemson is an interesting team. They're coming off of a bad year for Clemson standards, 9-3. and three, Didn't even win their division. Uh, lost uh, – could have lost more games, certainly. Uh, lost two road games – uh, and to NC State and Pittsburgh, lost the first uh, the opener to to Georgia. Just a horrendous offense. The defense, as we've talked about on the show, should be very good, including their defensive line, which arguably is one of the best, if not the best, in the country. But the quarterback position remains a massive question. Can you trust a former five-star recruit, DJ Uyunglele? Is Cade Klubnik going to come in? And then I know something that you'll speak of too, Sean. Brent Venables is gone for the first time in what feels like forever. He's now the head coach of Oklahoma. Tony Elliott is now the head coach of Virginia. Jeff Scott, a couple years ago, left to go become the head coach of USF. For the biggest, one of the biggest, I won't say the biggest, because they've had some certainly some dudes, right? But one of the biggest strengths of Clemson year after year was the continuity of the coordinator position. And now you got a first year DC and Wes Goodwin, who people speak really highly of. He's a, you know, boy genius, so to speak. But now he's in charge. Brandon Streeter takes over the offense. Let's start there and we'll work our way through the roster. The coaching situation. Dabo's still there. They hire from within always. They never go outside. How much of a worry is that to you, the coaches? I don't think I'm as worried about that as I'm kind of interested, not concerned, but just interested how Clemson navigates these next couple years. Because they've been so far above and beyond from a talent standpoint, the rest of that conference. And this is the first year that I don't know if that's true, especially if DJ doesn't go back to the guy that filled in for Trevor Lawrence on the road at Notre Dame two years ago. If he plays like he plays last year, then – I mean, all bets are off the table, but you know, no matter no matter how much I, I, I want to be down on Clemson, when you look at the schedule, I mean, how are they not, especially with Sam Hartman being out at Wake Forest, I mean, how are they not 4-0 going into the NC State game? Uh, if they're not 4-0, it's stunning. And, I mean, and then they get NC State at home. Yep. And, I mean, they're just more talented than Boston College and Florida State and Syracuse. I mean, I don't know if they play a team that has their level of talent until November 5th when they go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame's off, and they get Notre Dame off a bye, and Notre Dame will have played, I believe, yeah, so four consecutive games. I just When I look at this schedule, I mean, even if they're not what they were, I mean, as long as they're not turning the ball over on offense, they should be able to you know, find ways to win the majority of those games. So the win total at DraftKings is 10.5. The win total at Circa is 10, minus 130 to the over. I don't see three losses. Now, you saw three losses last year. It was a phenomenal prediction by you. You know, what's interesting, 
you mentioned the wide receivers, and they've got a lot of questions, Sean. But I went back and I looked at the wide receivers and, and where they ranked in recruits recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. Because they haven't emerged yet. However, on their roster, Antonio Williams, number 61 overall recruit, 2021. This is all per 24-7, so there's different recruiting, but they're probably all. Adam Randall, number 111. Jake Bringingstool, 2020, top tight end in the country. Bo Collins, number 86. EJ Williams in 2019, number 69. So these guys have a lot to be desired, but if you're a believer in recruiting, they have done a pretty good job of bringing in talented guys, they just now have to show it. They do, and and the, probably the thing that scares me the most is they hadn't done anything. Like these aren't like true freshmen you're talking about. They recruited like these kids have been in the program. Well, two Williams years. and Randall are, are entering their second year, right? So they, they didn't yeah. do anything last year. Like when you look at the career statistics for that receiver room, I mean, nothing jumps off the page. Well. In you know, their defense, their quarterback couldn't get him the ball last Very year. true. So I guess you couldn't put up numbers because he couldn't get you the ball. But Joseph Nada got hurt last year. He missed uh, four of the last seven games. He was their second leading receiver. Justin Ross, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Bo Collins last year had 31 catches. He was the second leading receiver in receptions. And then you look at the backfield, Will Shipley's there. I like there. Will Shipley. Um, you know, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, think, I think the conference is slowly catching up. I think Miami with Mario Cristobal mm-hmm. and his ability to go out there and get that talent, which we've been saying forever, but I do believe that Mario Cristobal, also you hear that the boosters are spending some money. So I think eventually Miami's there. You're, you like Tyler Van Dyke. I, have no dis- I, have, I, don't, I don't dislike him. I just think, is Miami, kind of like what I said about USC, is Miami ready to go to Clemson on November 19th and beat Clemson? We're going to find out. I'm not even worried about November 19th, though. My, my thing was when I looked at Clemson's schedule, initially, Sam Hartman on the road at Wake Forest. That could be a tricky place to play. I'm sure Wake's probably going to try and, you know, get that to be a night game, a blackout. I thought that was a dangerous spot. Now, Hartman's out. I got to – he depend on he the He could be back. We don't know. Right, he could be. I thought NC State, I was hoping it would be in Raleigh, so they'd have to go on the road. But now NC State's got to come there. You know, I just – I don't know. I, I feel like they could not be playing well and still be winning and start gaining confidence. But, I mean, last I think Miami's got the talent to match up with Clemson. I know they definitely have the quarterback to put that defense in a predicament. And, you know, the one intriguing thing about this Clemson program, they've always had stability. They now are forced to engage change. As you mentioned, Tony Elliott, Brent Venables, Jeff Scott a year – uh, two years before that, so those familiar faces are gone. Those guys could finish Dabo Sweeney's sentences. Like, they knew that exactly what Dabo wanted. Now, granted, most of these hires are promotions from within. Yep. So these are guys that have been there. Goodwin, so, Streeter, we're so all there. They didn't go outside the box, but we'll see. I don't think they have depth. I know that. I know they cannot afford any significant injuries. They're not losing to Wake. I just can't see it happening. NC State, that's their Super Bowl. But guess what? NC State beat them last year. I got Miami to win the ACC. I'm sticking with it. I think Clemson gets it done. And uh, over 10 is intriguing because I think the floor, in my opinion, is 10-2 and two for the Tigers this year. We head back. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 